If you like compassion, excuses, and heartwarming messages, you have clicked on the wrong link. There's a new sports voice in Toronto. The smooth-talking, roughnecking Mike Roach, where sports life and truth collide. New sports entertainment for the next generation. Something different. No bias and no BS. This is the Mike Roach Podcast. Subscribe to the Mike Roach Podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcast. And remember to follow Mike on Instagram at MikeRoach7. What is going on, people? Welcome to another episode of the Mike Roach Podcast. Oh, boy, I have been waiting. I have been waiting. When you hear this, I'm doing this the night before, but it'll be January 1st. Happy New Year, folks. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, indeed. And do you know why? I know why. Because, damn it, there's a lot going on with the Toronto Raptors right now. It is a new year, and things are finally changing for the Toronto Raptors. And it's probably just beginning. I said it's probably just beginning beginning folks there are a lot of things that we have to talk about but the first thing we're going to discuss here is this massive trade between the Toronto Raptors and the New York Knicks that's what we're going to be touching on first okay and I mean do I have to mention this that the Raptors lost to the damn Pistons how many times did we say this was going to happen before it actually happened. How many times did we say this was going to happen? What is the aftermath of everything that's going on? And I'll give you some key takeaways. That's going to be the show today. But the first thing, before I even get into the Detroit Pistons, we got to talk about this massive trade with the Raptors and the Knicks. Now, the Raptors ship out OG Ananobi, Precious Achua, and Malachi Flynn. Okay. They bring in R.J. Barrett from the New York Knicks and Emmanuel Quickly and a second-round pick that looks like it's going to be somewhere in the range of 31, 32 is what they're saying in the draft. Okay, you know what? Let's we'll drop a bomb for that. I don't like that. That was kind of quiet. Let me turn the volume up on that bad boy. There we go. That is That is good stuff there, but... I like this trade. I like this trade not only for the Raptors, for the Knicks as well. I could see why both sides did it, clearly. I mean, you, you got to look at it from this standpoint. You get rid of OG Ananobi, which people were talking about. They were probably going to do that anyway because he's on an expiring contract. Most likely, Messiah and Bobby Webster know he's not going to resign here. The last thing you want to do I said the last thing you want to do is make a mistake like you do with Fred Van Vliet and let him leave for nothing. You can't have that happen again. So you get rid of OG Ananobi. Now, at least if you do that, you bring in a guy like RJ Barrett, plays the same position, bit more aggressive offensively, not as good defensively, but a bit more offensively aggressive, which is a good thing. Which is a good thing because the last game, OG Ananobi in that Boston game, right? Do you know McDaniels took more shots than OG Ananobi did? Yes, you heard that correctly. You heard that correctly. He's not aggressive enough on on offense. But anyway, we'll get to that. 
We'll give him a big shout out. He put in a lot of work here over the years. Sad to see him go to a certain degree. But anybody who's been listening to my show, you guys know I've been ready to get rid of Ananobi for a long time now. Not because he's not a good player. He is a good player, but I think it's time to move forward. And in that position, we need somebody who's a bit more aggressive offensively, in my opinion. Great defensively, don't get me wrong. But I just don't think he has that dog in him. I'm sorry. You don't have to like it. Don't care. But I've been saying it. And I think RJ has a little bit more dog in him than OG Ananobi. Better score. Not as good defensively. No right or wrong here. There's trade-offs like there is in every situation. But overall, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a win for the Raptors. And sometimes it's a win for both teams. It's just the way it is. Now, you also get rid of Precious Achua. You get rid of Malachi Flynn. Let's face it. You're getting rid of two guys who are not making a big impact in your rotation, right? You get back two guys who are most likely going to be starters for you. When you look at quickly who's a fantastic player, by the way. We're getting to some of those numbers, but R.J. Barrett as well. Now, R.J. Barrett on the season averaging 18.2 points per game. Like it. 4.3 rebounds a game. 2.4 assists per game. He's a nice player. He's a nice player, and I think he's going to fit in nicely with the Siakams of the world and the Scotty Barnes of the world. I think he's going to fit right in, to be honest with you. Don't know how it's going to look yet, obviously, but to me, I like a guy a guy who's a little bit more ball-dominant at this point. I think that's what we needed. Quickly is going to be like that a little bit as well. I wouldn't say necessarily ball-dominant, but he will take and make shots for you. Like Emmanuel Quickly is a very nice player. I mean, he's averaging 15 points a game for you on the season. Two and a half rebounds, two and a half assists, 45% from the field, 39.5% from three-point range. He's a little Tyrese Maxey-esque in the way that he plays. And a lot of people have been watching Emmanuel quickly for a minute. They know the guy can ball. He's been in the league now for how many seasons? I don't know, three, four? But he can play. The guy can play. I, I, I absolutely love getting this guy in this, in this trade. One more bomb, please. Now, I know there will probably be a few people pissed off in New York that you gave up R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel quickly. But at the end of the day, you do get O.G. Ananobi. You get a lob threat at the rim in Precious Achua. And I don't know what the hell you guys are going to do with, with Malachi Flynn. I mean, I like Malachi Flynn personally, and I hope he actually gets a chance to play over there. But I'm wondering, is he just some type of salary filler here? I don't know. But I do hope he gets a chance to at least show himself and, and showcase what he can do. I'm at least hoping that for Malachi Flynn. So the Raptors gain 
a little bit more offense in this trade, which is what they lack desperately. That shooting from Emmanuel quickly, the offensive aggressiveness that they're going to be getting from R.J. Barrett, that is something that the Raptors needed, and I'm very happy. So, But why now is the question. Why now did the Raptors make this trade? That's what I'm, I'm thinking about. Could this have been done earlier? Could they have done this later? I mean, could they have done it a day later so we didn't have to lose against the Detroit Pistons? You couldn't have made the trade on Sunday. Lost to the damn Pistons. Anyway, why now? I think the Raptors are still at that point where they're trying to salvage something for this season. They still want to win. They're not about to tank in business. I absolutely love that. I get it. I understand it. This ain't necessarily one of those places where you want to tank. You ain't getting any free agents here. And if you think that the Raptors are just going to tank over and over and over again and have no one in the stands while they're going 20 and 62 for the season, yeah, I, I just don't think that's going to fly in this city. And why would you have to do that if you have the pieces to be able to go out there and get you young pieces like a Barrett and a Quickly? That's what you do. Now, that's just the start. They have other pieces here that can be moved along. But as for why they made the trade at this point, I think the sample size was big enough to see that, yeah, things aren't working here. This team is not good. Let's just make that extremely clear. The team is not good. And Messiah and Bobby had to do something to shake this thing the hell up. They had to. Enough is enough! I I mean, what else do we need to see here? We just lost against the Pistons. I said it eight times now, and I I haven't even gotten to that subject yet. But I mean, you get rid of three expiring deals for a guy young in R.J. Barrett, flourishing, getting better, a guy you're going to have on the books for four years, and a restricted free agent at the end of the season with Emmanuel Quickly, who is looking for opportunity. He is looking for shots and playing time. He's exactly what we need at this point. And you probably got a good chance of landing him again, re-signing him. He wants that money. Let's see what he does. But from what we have seen from him over his career, Emmanuel Quickly is a pretty damn good player. And I, for one, am happy to have him in a Raptors uniform. Shall I move on? Let's go. The Toronto Raptors end up going up against the the Detroit Pistons in Detroit in a game that we all knew was a damn setup game. We knew this was a setup game. This was called by so many different people before coming into this game. Chris Haynes was one of them, actually, who actually said that the Raptors were going to take the L against the Pistons. And the Pistons, a couple nights before, played very well going up against the Boston Celtics, actually brought it to overtime. And, you know, to me, that was a key indicator 
that the Raptors were going to have some problems going into this game. Because even though they didn't win, they still had some momentum building. And I will say this. The Detroit Pistons deserve a lot of credit here, and so does Monty Williams. Mike, how, how can you say such things? How can you say such things, Mike? They just lost 28 of 29 games. Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, mother. Say what one more goddamn time. They just lost 28 out of 29 games. How in the world can you give Monty Williams credit? Let me explain. When you lose 28 games in a row, and you don't hear about guys trying to kill each other in the locker room, no one's faking injuries, everybody's still out there playing their ass off, you got to give some type of credit to the coach for that. And to the players. And to the players, don't get me wrong. But the fact that all these guys are still willing to show up game after game after game and get their face kicked in. After game, after game, after game. And you don't hear any arguing, bickering. You don't hear anybody with any insubordination and coaches going off. On, but they show up every game ready to play. And after 28 games, they end up getting a win. By no means should the Detroit Pistons be throwing a parade. I mean, I'll tell you that much. But I think they should be commended for hanging tough and not making any excuses. I mean, Bogdanovich goes for 19. Kevin Knox probably had the best damn game of his career. He had 17 points, 7 of 14 from the field. I mean... You got to be kidding me, right? I mean, Duran, 18, 6 of 11 from the field, 17 rebounds, 30 for Cunningham, 12 for Jaden Ivey. But forget about them. Let's, let's go see what the Raptors did here. How do you lose this game against the Detroit Pistons? We'll look at some of the numbers here. Pascal Siakam goes 14 for 24. Two for two from downtown. He has 35 points, five rebounds, four assists. Barnes goes for 22. And I believe he had 15 of those 22 in the fourth quarter. Did not shoot necessarily well from the field. Eight of 20, one for five from downtown. Had seven threes the night before in Boston, but he had nine rebounds, two assists, two steals in this one. Jakob Pertl, four points in this one, two of four from the field. Dennis Schroeder had himself a game. He did have himself a game. And I'll get back to Dennis Schroeder because he had some interesting comments after the game. I'll get to that shortly for you. But he went 11 of 18 from the field, three of six from downtown. Perfect from the charity stripe, five of five. He had 30 points in this game. Yes, you heard me correctly. 35 from Siakam, 22 from Barnes, 30 from Schroeder, 
and 24 from Gary Trent Jr. And Gary Trent Jr. made six threes in this game. Now, if I read you those numbers before the game started, there is no way you in hell you could tell me that you thought the Raptors were going to lose this game. Just no way. There is no way you can tell me you thought they were going to lose this game. But it's funny, though, because what did I say? So many people predicted before this game that the Raptors would lose. Now, what does that tell you about the culture of this team? I could tell you here quite quickly. Here. That's what it did. That's what it is at this point. That's what it is. And and I don't know what the hell is going on here. But should I just get to these Dennis Schroeder comments? I'm just going to play it. Here you go, folks. When I got here, um, I mean, Darko did a great job just um, putting his, you know, um, system um, to the organization. Um, but I think we just got to um, follow that, you know, everybody just being unselfish, um, sharing the ball. Because at the end of the day, not, you know, one or two persons, you know, can win. I mean, sometimes they can, but uh, to be, you know, a winning team, um, we need everybody. Um, even the, the guys who don't really, really play, um, people got to be grateful, cheering on their teammates when they get a stop or when they get on the floor, dive, pick them up, um, being excited for another. And um, I mean, I don't want to, you know, go deep into that, but I, I, I need to, you know, feel that. Because, I mean, in the summer, I didn't, we, we didn't had, you know, I went to war with all my brothers, I mean, from the national team, but we knew we had each other. And, I mean, I don't feel it here yet like that. And I just want to, you know, every single day, I just want to keep going at it, build relationships. You know, I know it's hard um, because NBA is a little bit individual as well. Um, but at the end of the day, if you keep playing like this, nobody's going to win. I want to be, you know, close with everybody who's in that locker room. Um, I'm trying. Uh, I want to be, you know, um, we ain't got to be best friends. But when we get on the court, I want, you know, I'm going to fight for every single one of them. And I want the same from them, too, you know. And um, if we get to that stage, um, it's going to be great. Interesting comments from Dennis Schroeder. Interesting comments from Dennis Schroeder. Because what he's saying is not everybody has the best intention for each other on this team. And not everyone is sacrificing enough to win. That's pretty much what Dennis Schroeder is saying. And he's absolutely right. I mean, if things are going to change and the culture the culture is going to be improved, then the things that Dennis Schroeder just said need to happen. And I don't know what it's going to take for that to happen because, I mean, how much do we have to see here? How much do we have to see here? How much punishment, how much punishment do we have to take how much punishment do we have to take? I mean, Detroit? Oh. My God. My God. But, I mean, at least on the way, we have Quickly and R.J. Barrett. 
And we're going to have to wait to see how these guys get acclimated into the offensive and defensive rotations altogether. But I think it's going to be good for the Raptors because you got two pieces, two pieces that can really flat out play and are aggressive. And that's what we need. Coach Darko Ryakovich has talked about that. And he talked about that in the post game as well. I don't have that clip for you, but he did mention that these guys need to be more aggressive, taking the ball to the rim, being hungry, imposing their will. They got to do these things. And I have a feeling with these two new guys coming in, we're about to see that a little bit more. Now, the question I have to the rest of you guys is, what do you think is going to happen next? What do you think is going to happen next? I have no idea. But some dominoes have fallen now. And now we have other pieces in this locker room that are on the table as well. Now, the first people that come to mind when I think about a possible trade happening again could be Jakob Pertl, Gary Trent Jr. come to mind. Dennis Schroeder, not so much. I like him as a backup. I don't like him as a starting point guard. But I do like him as a backup, and I would try to keep him. But I know you guys are saying, Mike, Jakob Pertl. Yes, Jakob Pertl. I do like Jakob Pertl a lot, but if I can find a center who can somewhat stretch that floor now, the NBA has changed a little bit, folks. And Jakob Pertl, as good as he is on the defensive end and a good rebounder, especially when the game is close, he's not playable in the fourth quarter. That's pretty much why we don't see him in the fourth quarter. First, second, third, wonderful. But in that fourth quarter, and all throughout the game as well, you just need spacing sometimes. He clogs up that middle of the floor for you. So I'm wondering if they will explore a deal for Jakob Pertl. I know they're really high on him, and maybe you don't trade him now. Maybe you trade him not even necessarily at the deadline, maybe after the season. I don't think they want to, but I think they're going to have to at some point. I really do, because at some point, you're probably going to want to be able to play five out and open up the lanes for everybody to be able to attack. And you can't do that when Yaka Pearl is there. So I don't know if they'll do it, but I'm thinking along the lines of they're probably going to want to open up that floor. So you're going to have to move him, especially with what he's being paid he can bring back something significant in return. As far as Pascal Siakam now. What do you guys think is going to happen with Pascal Siakam? This is Let's 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 figure this one out. Huh? What what's going to happen with Pascal Siakam? Do the Raptors want to do they want to trade him? Do they want to keep him? What do you guys think? I'll ask this to you. This this is Mike Roach's court here, folks. Okay, and I, I I don't know what's gonna happen. You guys tell me here. Okay, you guys tell me. I I don't know. I feel like the the front office still wants to keep him, and I think they will try everything that they can to keep him. They want to see how it's gonna work with some of the guys that they're bringing in, and if they're gonna be making some other moves first to see how he plays alongside those guys. And don't get me, yo, I like Siakam. Siakam's nice. And 
Yes, they can get back things, significant pieces for him. But he does put in work. He said he wants to be here. Should we be looking to move him? Sure. Sure, we should be. But I still think we should wait just a little bit. We don't have much time here, folks. We don't have much time. We got to see how he fits in with these new pieces coming in here now. The Raptors are trying to do a small reset, small rebuild here. He can be a part of it. Not everybody has to be friggin' 22 years old. Okay, but if you can move him and get some young pieces where all of them could move forward together, yes, you could do that with Siakam, but is that the right thing? Is that what he's going to want? If the Raptors take a step back and they're going to have to suffer for a little bit going young, and not winning as much. Is Pascal Siakam going to want to be here? It's a risk. It's a risk to lose this guy for nothing. A big risk. And I'm not sure the Raptors want to take that risk. You saw what happened already last season when it come when it came to Steady Freddy. I'm not sure you want to make that mistake again, damn it. You just can't. You just can't. But winter is coming. Winter is coming. You heard Jon Snow. It's not something you want to happen. You know what happens if that happens? You don't want the, the, the owners doing that to Masai Ujiri. It's just a mistake I don't think Masai is willing to make. I just don't see it. So before I move on, the Raptors. We all heard the noise before the game. And unfortunately, yes, we lost to the damn Detroit Pistons. But one thing I wanted to put in here, I never typically do this, but I want to do this because I want you to hear Pascal Siakam talking to the media in Detroit. It's about eight minutes. Typically, I don't put an entire clip but I want you to hear the questions. I want you to hear how he answers the questions. And then I'll discuss just a little bit. Pascal, maybe just just take us through the day. It was, uh, I understand you guys find out, found out about the trade around the team meeting. And obviously you've worked with OG for his whole career and uh, Malachi for a number of years now. And Precious obviously too. So what was that like for you? What was that like for the team? And do you think it had a, any effect on the... How you guys played tonight? Um, I mean, I think obviously it's a difficult day. Um, again, um, changes and, and, and things happen like that. It's never easy. Um, and probably a first experience for a lot of people. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 we got a game last night, tough game, um, came back late. Um, and then obviously like that. Um, but again, CNBA, like for me, I feel like I've, I've, I've seen these things happen. Um, so. No excuse. Um, obviously, we know how important this game was, and 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 again, at the end of the day, it's next 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 man up mentality, and um, yeah, like we got we, we can't you know kind of like blame that on 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 why we lost today. But in terms of you know OG, obviously, a big part of you know what we've, what we've done here, um, and and he's you know incredible human being, um, a great player, and 
for me, I, I like when these things happen, I just always, you know, just wish the best to, to everyone. I hope, you know, um, incredible things happen to him and, and he gets everything that he wants and, and deserves. Um, pressures, um, obviously coming in, you know, trying to find his, his spots and trying to find a way. Um, again, all I can do is just really wish him the best. And, and Malika also, we had a, kind of like a rough, you know, go. But that's that's the NBA. You just got to keep keep going. Um, use it as motivation, continue to work hard. And, and, and again, I just wish that they, they go places where, you know, like they can go and, and, and show their talent and, and and just be successful. Like, that's all I really wish for them. Um, those guys, I've, I've seen them grow. Um, and, and I've known them, you know, for, for some time now, and, and I just wish them the best. Um, does the trade at all impact how you feel about being here, or with the Raptors, I should say? Um, I, what do you Just because, like, OG, you know, was one of the last links to, you know, who, this guy you've been playing with the longest, maybe. So, like, no, I mean, I, I again, it's. Like it has nothing. Not your area of expertise. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I, I, I really don't. It doesn't. For me, I let that part of the job be handled by the people that do that, and I worry about playing the game of basketball. That's pretty much it. Does this team feel like a family to you at all? In terms huh? of just like being able to play <laughs> together and fight for each other, does it feel like camaraderie at all when you're out there on the court? Yeah, of course. You know, we want to want to win games, and I think everyone out there wants to do that. Um, and and that's that's the goal every time we go out there and we try to fight and do everything we can to win. Third quarter, uh, it seemed like, I mean, obviously you had it going and, and you were super, super aggressive. Darko said he talked to both you and Scotty about that. Um, what was your mindset and did the, you know, the fact that Detroit was on the streak they were at, uh, really inspire you to like make that stand? Uh, no, I just wanted to again try to do anything to, that I can for us to, to to help us win the game. Like again, like I always feel like I've always, you know, done that. Um be who I, I need to be for the team to win and at that point it was going and, and you know you just you just you know like I'm just wanna do everything that you can to win the game. Like that's really what was going through my mind. Pascal, I mean I mean obviously trade rumors have been around this team for quite a long time. You've been Subject to them as well. Have. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, if you didn't know, I can. Tell I you. didn't know. Yeah. Thanks for it. But now that the, you know a major change has happened within the, the roster, does it? Do you think it, people will either kind of go, okay, now we can focus on on what's coming next, or do you think it could be? Okay, what's the next move that's going to make? And I let you guys worry about that. Like, yeah. like I said, it's not my job. Like, I literally go out there every single day. Like, I'm blessed to be in the best league in the world. Like, I'm blessed to play basketball. Um, you know, I want to be happy. I want to. I want to play meaningful basketball. I want to. I want to be successful. Like, um, that, that's pretty much it. Like all these speculations. Like, no, you guys do a great job of doing that. So, like, you know, I don't think. I don't think I can. You know, that's that's you guys' just thing. The rest of it, like, I can only control what I can control. And um, I always say that, like, I mean, I have people that have a great salary worrying about that stuff. And, and they try to do their best that they can for me to just worry about the game. And that's what I try to do, really. What you can control, what do you think is the one area this group needs to work on moving forward in terms of, obviously, there's a lot going on, but what you can control, what is that area looking like? Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think 
obviously losing games sucks. So um, we we gotta we gotta figure out a way a way to get stops together, longer periods of time. Um, we we have great moments of playing great basketball, and then we also have moments that are not so great. And to be able to win, you gotta be consistent. So I think we need consistency. And I, I mean, uh, I just I don't have the answers, but. Um, I know that you know everyone out there is trying to find those answers and um, trying to do their best to, to to help the team win. I know I am, um, and I'm gonna keep doing that. You know, like and and just trying to figure out ways to get better. And um, I think I think everyone you know has that in mind for sure. Dennis was talking about the fact that. It still doesn't feel like there's that much cohesion that he would like to see. Obviously, like um, that takes time, and he was talking about you know people wanting to win for each other. Do you feel that, or is it hard to kind of assess? I mean, you said that. Yeah, I mean, that's Dennis said. I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wouldn't comment on his comments. That's that's his comments. The, uh, I know, Coach. Uh, he said that he's had conversations with the guys leading up to this game. Even um, did you have any one-on-one conversations with you, or more overall with the team? And how'd that go? About what? Just about today. Unless it didn't happen. Oh, I mean, did Coach tell you what he said to, to people? No, he just he just said he addressed. Oh, yeah, I don't think it needs you know if yeah, if it's conversation between the coach, I don't think it needs to be like said here anyways, you know. But yeah, I, I don't. It's obviously emotional. It's leading up to a game, though. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, like I said, we can't. Like this is the NBA. Like these things happen. We gotta. Um, that's the thing, right? Like we gotta be robots and just move on, because that's what it is. We get paid for it, right? So you gotta move on. I mean, do you see that in some of the younger guys? Maybe like uh, I you know, just tried to talk to Scotty, and it seemed yeah, of course, upset. it hurts. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. yeah, it's not easy. Um, and I think, like I said, for some people, it's, it's the first times, you know. Like, and and again, um, I've seen it. I've seen it happen. So um, I understand. Um, but you know, we we, we got to be able to move on from it. Like that's 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 what it's about. And and it's a business, and you learn about it, and and, and every day, you learn about it, and and, and try to um, just be out there, you know. Like look out for yourself, look out for your teammates, and do the best that you can. At the end of the day, that's what it is. Like we, we can't complain. We we we're doing the like you know like I said. I think that's Coach's favorite thing. It's the best job in the world. So yeah. So folks, we hear from Pascal Siakam. I know it's a bit long. I don't typically do that, but I wanted you to hear him. Now Pascal Siakam does sound a little bit on the frustrated side. I mean, there were some good questions in there and some tough questions. And shout out to those reporters for you know, asking some tough questions, but they need to be asked. They need to be asked. And I like the way he's handling it. He's being professional and he's not going off, you know, making things personal or anything. He seems like he understands. He even mentions, you know, just being a robot and having to move forward because that's what they get paid to do. That's the kind of thing you say when you're a veteran. When you're a veteran... You're tired, you're frustrated, but you're keeping calm and under control. And I have to admit that that is one thing about Pascal Siakam that I can admire. He seems to be a really good teammate. The Raptors are really lucky that he can hold his composure because it's a, a lot of players, 
man, I'm telling you, they go off on the on the media under pressure. They really do. So the fact that he can hold everything together, I I do commend him for that. It's a lot, man. It's a lot. We we see everything that's going on. There's a lot of noise that's being made in regard to the Toronto Raptors right now. And to to just stay focused, focus on basketball and not have to deal with all the other noise, it's really Really tough to do, but he's handling it well. As the focal point, as the main guy on the team and someone that the media is always looking at first, Pascal Siakam seems to be handling it really, really well. So, folks, I'm, I'm going to get out of here, but uh, my thoughts on this trade is that it's... it's I know that God, my God... Yes, he is. I was waiting for this, folks. I was waiting for this. Messiah and Bobby did something. Finally. Finally. I didn't cry. I didn't cry, but I was... I was close. I was close. But they rose... They rose up. They made the phone calls they had to make. And even though the New York Knicks are suing their behind, they came together for the greater good. And they made a trade. And I hope it works out for both teams, folks. I really, really do. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. A lot of things to come in this new year. You'll see. You'll see it's just a little time goes by for what I'm talking about. And I'm really excited to see what happens, especially if this is just the beginning. What will happen next? I don't know, but maybe it won't take long. Maybe it won't take long. We don't know, man. We don't know. But folks, happy new year. I want everybody to be safe out there. Okay, be safe out there. Think twice before you're doing stuff out here in these streets. Okay, we're in dangerous times, especially if you're not thinking. Folks, glad to be back. A little break there over the holidays, but this is the Mike Roach podcast. I'll be back again soon. Make sure you follow, like, subscribe, share, rate everything the Mike Roach podcast. I'm on Apple, I'm on Spotify, I'm on Google, at Mike Roach 7 on IG, at Mike Roach 23 on Twitter. Actually, I got to stop saying Twitter. It's known as X now, folks. And I will be back again soon. It's your boy, Mike Roach, and I'm out. You've been listening to the Mike Roach Podcast, where storytelling, sports, and keeping it real are the only ways to live by. We hope you've gotten some valuable and practical information from the show. Link up with us on Instagram at Mike Roach 7, where you can view images of the content on this program. We're on Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Have a wonderful day, and thank you for listening. Until next week.